The first thing any manufacturer, whether it's one that's overseas or one that you know is in America, has to show that they are not using any type of products in their foam or spraying with any type of products which could be considered as ozone depleters or which hurt the environment. Hi, this is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. Today I want to talk a little bit about the barriers to entry, and in particular, the barriers to entry for trade. This always is a very important part of global trade because there's many countries who may say, yes, we have open and we have free trade, but in order for you to really trade with us, you must do this or you must do that. You know, it, it really becomes like because they're putting all these different barriers onto the trade itself, the trade really is not open or free. When most people think about this, they of course think about China. China blocks the trade, but it also happens in the United States. There's lots of things that the United States does that makes trade so the trade is not completely, let's say, open, that they put some barriers to the trade itself. Today I want to do a case study with foam. And in particular, you know, foam that can be used for like mattresses or foam for sofas, all types of foam, even foam for dog beds or toys or any type of product that uses any type of foam. There is a certification now in the U.S. which is called Certi Pure. And in fact, even on their website, the Certi Pure says in 2008, Responsible foam producers in the U.S. were concerned about substandard foams being imported into this country. It was suspected that many of these foams were made with chemicals that were banned in the United States, which were identified by, um, on some chemical watch groups list as possibly causing cancer, genetic defects, or damage to an unborn child. There was no way for consumers to know what was inside foam used in bedding and upholstered furniture. So this is kind of an interesting statement that they've made on their website. And I should go back and say that Certi Pure, in case you don't know, is a type of standard that is set up now in the United States for all types of manufacturers, whether it's produced in the United States or whether it's produced overseas. Those that have this standard can show that they follow what is known as a Certi Pure standard or that their foam is known not to be harmful. What's interesting in this is they said they were concerned about substandard form being important to the United States. It was suspected, you know, and they didn't say that, you know, we know this foam was, it was suspected that this foam had substandards. And this was actually brought about by producers in the United States saying that, look, we suspect that the foam that's being imported doesn't meet the standards which we're meeting in the United States. Okay, I get that. I understand that. You want people to know that if they're going to buy a mattress, that the mattress isn't going to you know, cause some kind of cancer or something else like that. But they also said that possibly causing cancer or genetic defects or other things just possible that it didn't say that it would it said there's this chance that it might so there again this becomes to me what i see as kind of a barrier of entry to trade if you want to be able to import a mattress or foam product into the united states 
You know, most of them now, you know, the people want to see that it has a CertiPure label. Now, let me just say that you can still buy a product in the United States that maybe doesn't have that label, and it, just because it doesn't have the label doesn't mean it's not produced up to the standard. But what it does mean that if it has this label on it, it's been produced up to the standard, is that it meets this criteria as listed um, for the CertiPure standard. So you might ask, well, what is this standard? You know, what is it all about? What is, you know, what is CertiPure trying to do besides maybe cause a little bit of a barrier of an entry to trade for products which are made out of foam? I believe that, you know, CertiPure is legitimate and they probably do have some legitimate concerns about it. But at the same time, is it probably a barrier entry for trade? Yeah. Is it expensive for a smaller factory? overseas or even in the United States, maybe to get the certification? Yes. You know, so it does become a barrier for, you know, factories in the United States and also factories overseas to be able to, um, you know, maybe sell in the U.S. market. Here's, you know, some things that they do. It's basically a certification program. So this is a not-for-profit program which was set up that said, you know, let's test foam and make sure that foam will be able to pass certain tests and that anybody who, you know, uses this label will be, will be able to certify that they have been able to pass certain tests and show that they are not using some kind of harmful chemicals or other things into their foam. So it's basically about trying to get companies to be, show that they're environmentally responsible when they are producing their foam. It's also about having transparency in the foam industry to make sure that there is a sense of, you know, transparency that's there, that people know that, look, the foam that I'm buying is not foam that's been environmentally harmful. It's one of the main things is they want to make sure the foam is produced without any ozone depleters. And your know, ozone depleters are known, also um, are known to be able to hurt are you know green gas emissions and all of that and it's known to hurt the environment so the first thing any manufacturer whether it's one that's overseas or one that you know is in america has to show that they are not using any type of products in their foam or spraying with any type of products which could be considered as ozone depleters or which hurt the environment that the foam needs to ensure that it's made without any type of harmful substances and they you know, list out things like, you know, mercury or any other heavy metals. So, you know, those are all things which, you know, um, could be considered to be harmful substances. So basically they want, they'll certify that they don't have any on that. That it's made without any um, harmful fire retardants. So they list out a list of, you know, basically different fire retardants, which, you know, cannot be used in the manufacture of the foam that um, is made without formaldehyde. And actually the foam itself is a formaldehyde. They want to make sure that, it, that the foam doesn't create any formaldehyde into the environment itself. And so, you know, they list out all these different things that it needs to be low VOC emissions, which, you know, is basically cause air pollutions. And basically what CertiPure is doing is we're basically saying that we're going to, if you want to use our label and you want to advertise that you are a CertiPure or using CertiPure foam or you have a, you know, your mattress, you know, it has a CertiPure label on it, then basically the mattress has been used or been verified that it does not have all these substances on it. 
What's interesting about all this is CERTAPEER is not a government agency, though they do um, you know, work with things like the EPA and, and others, and they look at it and say, well, the EPA has banned this, the EPA has banned that, so we want to make sure that all the foam entering the United States also you know, is, is regulated and has the same you know, type of, um, is used the same way. And just because a foam does not have a CERTAPEER does not mean that it cannot be sold in the United States. So in other words, it doesn't necessarily stop trade in the United States, but at the same time, you know, are there some of like maybe the big, big box guys or others, do they want to buy foam or buy, you know, or buy products that have the CERTAPEER label? Probably. You know, they probably do. So has it stopped some barrier of entry to trade? It probably has in some instances. So this is kind of another way of some other mechanisms which sometimes get used to be able to you know, be a type of barrier of trade. For example, I have long said that in China, one of China's big barriers of trade is their lack of social media. In other words, China's not on Facebook, it's not on Instagram, they have their own social media. So if you wanna sell into China, you have to understand their own social media. That, in a sense, is a barrier to trade for any company looking to trade into the Chinese market or to build a brand there. So, you know, sometimes barriers of trade don't have to be government regulated. They can be things as simple as a certification process, which can make it harder for some people to be able to sell, let's say, into the United States or someplace else because there is this barrier of trade put in place, even by an organization like CERTAPEER, which is not a government organization, but just a not-for-profit organization. And that then becomes a barrier to trade. This is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. If you'd like to be able to learn more about um, CERTAPEER, we actually have some of their information. We'll put, we've written some blogs about them and we'll put it down onto our description, you can look them up and read more about them and read more about exactly what they regulate and how. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Global Trade Gal. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. And thank you for our production crew, especially Rico, for helping to make this podcast possible. Thank you so much for listening.